Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mark Thompson. Get woke. God bless you. Good morning. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, MIP is COVID free. Free meaning you don't need a subscription to MIP every day now for a limited time. While we endure this pandemic, we want to make it available to everyone. So wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, MIP is COVID free and available to you and everyone without a subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest's work on gun violence prevention has been featured on many national networks and radio shows. His work on gun violence prevention has appeared in USA Today, U.S. News and World Report, and the Orlando Sentinel, among others. In 2011, he was named by Forbes magazine as one of the top 30 under 30 in law and policy. He has a book, Guns Down. He sets the overall strategy and leads outreach efforts as director and co-founder of GunsDownAmerica.org. It's a pleasure to welcome back to Make It Plain, Igor Volsky. Igor, how are you, buddy? I'm, I'm doing all right, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to have you and glad to know that you and your loved ones are uh, faring as best they can in this pandemic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope uh, yours are as well. And of course, I, I wish all the best to everyone who's listening to us right now. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, and yes, mine are. Thank, thankfully, we're we're blessed so far. Um, I uh, actually had another guest on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the fact that it appears as though gun sales are going up in this pandemic. Yeah. Have you have you are you aware of that? Yeah, we actually have some numbers on this, Mark. So it turns out that in the month of March, we sold about two and a half million guns. Now, that's a very rough estimate because all we really know are the number of background checks that were run by the FBI. That's the only data the government releases. So in March, two and a half back, uh, two and a half million background checks were run. That's about a million more than were run at this point last year. And because gun sales are so seasonal, that really provides you with with the best comparison. And so we've been following very closely what we're calling the coronavirus gun surge. And that is folks responding to this pandemic by running out and purchasing firearms. And from the press reports about this, Mark, and I've been reading local press reports for about a month every single day, gun, uh, the folks who are, or many of the folks who are purchasing these firearms are first-time gun buyers. Uh, And they really cite three reasons for running out and buying a gun. The first is they're afraid society is going to crumble in in the wake of corona, and so they're going to need something to protect themselves. The second is the fear that as police officers come down with corona, 911 response times are going to lengthen. And the third is the fear of the folks who are being let out of prisons now um, in the wake of corona, that those two uh, could cause some some personal harm. Now, you know, those might sound uh, like logical reasons to purchase guns, but frankly, what we know from all of the data on this is that you are far more likely to either have that gun be used against you or against yourself than you are to actually use it in any kind of defensive posture when somebody breaks into your house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you're right. That is... That's something that's something else um, there. What kind of conversations are even taking place about that, Igor? Because, I mean, obviously, a lot of the coverage is on the pandemic, but most uh, not very many mainstream media are covering the story of the um, the coronavirus gun surge. That seems yeah. that, that ought to be a conversation. People ought to know about that and be concerned, uh, shouldn't they? Well, it's incredibly important, Mark. And the reason I say this is because as more and more Americans are purchasing firearms, we're also seeing reports from all over the country mm-hmm. of significant spikes to uh, in calls to domestic violence hotlines to suicide hotlines. In fact, we've been tracking this data, and according to our calculations, 47 states, oh no, and I'm sorry, this morning it's up to 48 states, 48 states and about 112 cities or counties in this country have reported significant spikes in calls. Uh, That's very worrying and very, very worrisome. And so you have seen, you're right that 
this hasn't been certainly a focus of coronavirus, but we have seen in the last couple of weeks state leaders come out uh, and talk about the dangers uh, of bringing guns into the home, of what that does for uh, women um, in situations where they're maybe living with an abusive partner. And believe it or not, Mark, last week, the Trump administration's uh, Department of Justice uh, posted a, a, uh, a post on their blog that directly warned women to be careful because all of this uh, these increases in gun purchases could could put some women who live in domestic violence uh, situations, it could put them at risk. Mm. The, the Trump administration. Yeah. And it. it's wow. it's yeah. And it's ironic because Trump has gone out of his way uh, to expand gun access during the pandemic. So, for instance, in late March, uh, he clarified guidance from the Department of Homeland Security that deemed gun stores essential, that basically pushed many governors to keep their gun stores open during the lockdown. And then just about a week ago, uh, his uh, uh, Bureau uh, of, of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms issued new rules that allowed gun stores to offer drive-through service of their products um, and so we're kind of living in this bizarre world where because this president has failed to expand testing for coronavirus, we're in a place where for every one COVID mobile testing site in this country, there are about 100 gun stores that can offer drive through service. So wait a minute. For, for every mobile testing site. There are a hundred gun stores. Did I, did I hear you correctly? That's right. So, so there are more gun stores that have drive-throughs or gun stores. Period. Than there are mobile testing sites. Uh, yeah, and s- significantly more. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. That's incredible. And when you talk about the domestic violence piece, who does not know? Who is not considered? that and who has not experienced the reality you know even if you don't live in a home where there's domestic violence folk who aren't used to being at home up under each other Mm -hmm. for weeks and weeks and weeks that can get a little tight and a little tense and under the best of circumstances so bringing a gun into a situation doesn't help at all it doesn't and you know i've been waking up every morning and doing kind of a comprehensive overview of all of these stories from across the country. And they are just incredibly heartbreaking. Uh, There was a story out of, I believe, California last week um, of an individual who broke into his ex-girlfriend's house um, and killed her twin daughters um, and injured her son uh, and then turned the gun on himself. Um, There was a story out of Uh, Pennsylvania, the Lehigh Valley, about three weeks ago um, of a man who uh, he was so distraught about losing his job uh, during the pandemic that he uh, shot at his girlfriend uh, and then turned the gun on himself and killed himself. Um, There was another story out of California of um, a a man who uh, assassinated in cold blood his girlfriend's parents 
um, who's, of course, now facing charges. Um, early on in the beginning of all of this, there was a story uh, in, um, in from New Mexico of an individual who hand-fought a gun, who was uh, felt like he needed firearms for protection um, as, as all of this coronavirus stuff started breaking out, brought that gun home and unintentionally shot and killed his 13-year-old cousin because he didn't realize that that gun was loaded. So this is happening very frequently in America, Mark, all too frequently. Just yesterday um, in, in Texas, um, an officer was shot and killed responding to a domestic violence call. So, you know, we, we are losing lives to coronavirus, obviously, every single day. But the underreported story here is that we're also losing lives to guns and to the stress that the coronavirus uh, is 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 uh, creating for people, and of course, when they have a gun nearby, that stress can over can often become deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's something else. Is is it too heavy a lift, Igor, for Democrats to be encouraged to try to bring some legislation? With this, and I mean, obviously, we would need Senate Republicans to go along with it. And that's a long shot. But is it is is it too heavy a lift, even in this environment, to have such a discussion with people so preoccupied with the pandemic? Well, Mark, we did see in the last COVID relief package, Congress appropriate additional dollars for domestic violence organizations, uh, just as they're seeing the spike, and that's pretty significant. Um, and I think moving forward, as Congress puts together uh, a fourth response to COVID, um, we are going to see uh, a public push for uh, uh, for Congress to really deal with the consequences of this gun surge. And one of the pieces that's just so crucial is to permanently close, Mark, the Charleston loophole. Um, and as, as, as you may know, that's the loophole that allows individuals to obtain a firearm, even if they don't get a green light from the background check system after a period of three days. Um, that's unfortunately how the shooter in Charleston um, was able to obtain his firearm and then kill so many parishioners um, at the church um, in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, that loophole is still open, um, and we're now hearing of a record number of what's known as default proceeds, where you can proceed with the sale, um, uh, even though the result is not is not a full green light when you undergo a background check. And so something Congress can do is to close that loophole once and for all and to also appropriate additional dollars for the FBI to run these background checks at a time when the system is really overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, the good news is, though, um, I believe I saw somewhere there has not been a school shooting um, for the longest period of time in years, correct? I mean, look, schools are closed, so right, I guess right. it's, it's nice, right, that... Uh, that you don't have school shootings, but what you still have in places like Baltimore and then Chicago uh, and Scranton and um, other parts of New York and other parts of this country uh, are 
continuous, continue, continuing um, uh, of gun violence, of everyday gun violence. And in some areas like Chicago and Baltimore, you're seeing a spike um, in everyday gun violence. And so, you know, you have folks in the community uh, who, who work tirelessly uh, to intervene in these cycles of violence, having to do this work in the era of COVID, right? Um, that's incredibly challenging. And I think those organizations who do that work on the ground, they need additional funds, additional stimulus funds from Congress. And you also have, Mark, Doctors in those cities begging, literally begging uh, their um, their citizens to please stop shooting, because what happens is then they're put in the right. situation, right, of having to decide, is this bed in this hospital, does it go to the COVID patient or does it go to the gunshot victim? And they really have to make these life and death decisions. So, yes, school shootings stopped. But the everyday gun violence that we as a nation face that makes up the overwhelming majority uh, of gun violence in this country, that's still very much alive. Um, clearly, this pandemic has changed everything. Um, yeah. How is it affecting the movement now? I mean, we know a lot of campaigns, uh, if they haven't before are learning how to do things um, uh, online and at a distance. How's gun down, Guns Down America dealing with that, one? And two, um, what is the plan to hit the ground running as soon as social distancing is over and we resume some semblance of normalcy, even though that may be temporary, as we know, Igor. I mean, this is mm -hmm. kind of, we got to change our whole approach to movement now. How are you mm -hmm. dealing with that mm -hmm. and, and anticipating that? Well, Mark, look, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's it's incredibly challenging. Look, I've worked in, in gun reform um, since 2016. Mm -hmm. And I think what's become clear over the last month is that our movement needs to do a much better job of communicating to folks the dangers uh, that surround bringing a gun into a home. Right. The fact that you saw such a huge surge in first time gun buyers means that we haven't done our job. Right. We haven't communicated to folks the overwhelming research and evidence that when you bring a gun into a home, you're bringing something much more dangerous than just coronavirus uh, into your house and something that that could have consequences down the road. Right. So I think that's that's number one. Um, number two, you know, you see what the president has said over the last uh, couple of days where he has really picked a fight with the state of Virginia, uh, which last month signed five new gun reform provisions into law and has called on Virginians to literally take up arms in that state to, quote unquote, defend their Second Amendment rights. Um, that's incredibly troubling, I think. Um, and that's also something that, you know, the movement is going to have to to respond to. So I frankly really hope that once we're able to um, get out of this, that we're all able to have a far more honest conversation with the American people about the dangers of firearms, because frankly, 
I fear that while the coronavirus may, may and will, right, end at some point, the impact of having roughly a million more guns in America than we otherwise would have, that's going to be with us for two, three, four, five, six years as these guns that people are panic buying today end up in our schools, end up in our places of worship, end up in our bars. Um, and, and so, you know, we have to start thinking about how are we going to respond to that today? How are we going to push localities around the country to host gun buybacks, for instance, to help get some of those guns um, off the street. Uh, there's really a lot of work to be done here. Um, for people who want to get involved and, and do something, uh, even from home now, what can they do? How can they get involved with Guns Down America, Igor? Well, well look, folks can go to gunsdownamerica.org. Uh, there they can sign up for a newsletter that we launched several weeks ago that uh, informs folks on everything that's happening surrounding this issue and gives them specific things they could do. But, but honestly, Mark, I, I think folks can really do two different things to help address this. The first is to begin having conversations with people in their own network about the dangers uh, of bringing a gun into the home. Um, and we have resources on our website that will help them have those conversations, that will help them post content online um, to, to, prove that, um, uh, to prove that point. And the second is, I think folks can begin uh, urging their um, state leaders and their state governors to talk about the dangers of panic buying guns during their COVID press conferences, for instance, to take state action that would allow um, the state additional time to process background checks, right, to get around um, that loophole that we discussed. Um, these, these are all things people can do from their computers, from their homes, um, and I think they're they're just so incredibly important, folks. Of course, we invite you to go to Guns Down uh, America and get involved. Uh, it's 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 very important. Um, this gun surge during uh, coronavirus is is scary, and and frankly, Igor, I'm not. Of we know how dangerous guns are in the home, mm -hmm. but I'm also not comforted by the fact that, you know, a lot of these Trump supporters out here protesting the lockdown. Mm -hmm. and with guns. With, as I'm saying, right, right, guns. Yeah. right. I'm not comforted by that at all. Again, there's this, this rebellion, you know, patriotic Boston Tea Party kind of pornography that people have who buy these guns and I'm going to resist the government. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what? I mean, it goes from one to one minute the government's coming to take your guns. And next minute, we need the guns to go fight the government, uh, which ultimately will give the government a reason to want to take your guns. So mm -hmm. it, it's just, it, it's, it's, it, we're in a very, we're in a perilous place right now. Well, Mark, and the other piece of this is that we now know that many of the voices who are organizing these rallies are gun extremists. And what I mean by that is that these are folks who are part of militia movements, mm -hmm. who run organizations that believe that the NRA is too soft 
um, when it comes to protecting gun rights. You know, to me, these are the kinds of voices that frankly produced the Timothy McVeigh shooting um, back in the early 90s, that there was a, if you remember, a, a large militia movement in this country in opposition to President Clinton that was encouraged quite actively um, by the NRA. They would literally bring in these folks and groom them. Um, and so I believe, uh, and there's some great reporting on this in the Washington Post today and elsewhere, that these are the same voices and the same kind of extremist militias that are now, uh, with certainly funding um, from, from some uh, conservative big pockets, um, but these are the voices that are helping put together uh, these so-called uh, patriotic rallies. Do, are, are those who are coming up now saying the NRA is, is too soft? Um, are they gaining enough momentum to influence uh, in November the way the NRA normally would? And is, is the NRA weakened uh, as we begin to look forward toward November? Well, look, that's a difficult question to answer. Okay. What we know about the NRA is they've laid off uh, dozens of folks. Um, part of the reason for that is because they had to cancel their annual convention, which brings in millions of dollars. So mm -hmm. the organization is struggling, but clearly its message is resonating. Um, and there's always been within the so-called gun rights movement uh, a more extremist wing. Um, and I think certainly in light of some of the troubles the NRA is having now and has had this past year, those voices may be gaining steam. But, you know, with Trump in the White House, it's been hard for them, right, to find an audience because it's not like Trump has been enacting gun reform. You can't imagine, though, as we get closer to the November election, you'll see um, a, a much higher level of demonization of, uh, of, of Joe Biden um, and of other Democrats, and that those organizations and the NRA are going to use the probability or possibility, whatever you want to call it, um, that, th that um, Biden might come to power as a way to help organize uh, their folks and, mm -hmm. and as a way to help expand their influence. Yeah. Uh, folks, we still... We, we've got a the saying is we got to walk and chew gum at the same time. We have mm -hmm. to shelter in place and organize at the same time. All right. And and there ought to be time to do it because we are sheltering in place, folks. This is this is very important. Um, we can't really afford to uh, fall asleep um, in the midst of um, what is taking place right now. Um, that's risky business. So we invite you again to uh, go to uh, gunsdownamerica.org, uh, get involved, um, because this is a very, very important moment. Uh, my guest has been Igor Volsky. Check out his book, Guns Down, How to Defeat the NRA and, and Build a Safer Future with Fewer Guns. How's the book doing uh, it's doing it's it's doing well. You know, I uh, it came out last year uh, and we had a great uh, book tour. Um, and now, uh, of course, a year later, we have significantly more guns in circulation. So <laughs> I think it's as relevant now as it ever was, frankly. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, 
Igor, thank you. Appreciate your work. Um, I, I know it's it's challenging in this environment. You know, keep fighting. Keep your head up. We need you, man. And I know well, you need I, us, too. Uh, we need you, and I appreciate all, all you're doing and all you have done. Um, thank you for, for continuing to, to broadcast and for... Um, uh, for bringing uh, these messages to, to everybody. We're all in this together, um, and, I'm, and I'm proud to be in this fight alongside you. Thank you, Igor. Take care now, okay? Thanks so much, Mark. All right. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.